Welcome to Feel Good Sports. We're into week three of our 2023 season. I like that you're keeping count. I've already stopped keeping count. Let's well, just do this weekly. Bring the... it on. The namings. I'm glad that's on record now that it's not me that <laughs> writes up random stuff about myself every week. You always get me. <laughs> You've literally never mentioned it before. I've, I have wondered if you read those. Every time. Every time. Oh, well. Thanks, everyone, who's been listening to the episodes and especially the Women's Premier League bonus app. Hi to some new friends out in India and in Bangladesh and the likes. Yeah, we actually do see where you you listen from on occasion and, and we've noticed you that we've got day. three new countries on our listenership. So welcome. Welcome, welcome to Feel welcome, Good Sports. Welcome. Again. Exactly. Hi. <laughs> So we're, we're pretty much focusing on the T20 World Cup today as well as having a really good look at the Australia Cup of Nations a tournament as mm-hmm. well. There's like two more matches. I reckon let's start with Cup of Nations. Okay, take it there. It started on Thursday with Spain and Jamaica. Spain won really convincingly over Jamaica. It was 3-0. And then the Tillies opened their account as well against Czechia. It was really a game of two halves. The first, the first half... There was a lot of great movement forward from the Tillies. They had so much of the ball, really. Czechia never really got enough of the ball to look like they ever had a chance. The main thing with the Matildas was that there was really little connection through the midfield into the forward line. So the movement through the defence and into the midfield was so smooth, so fast, looked great and just not converting through the forward line. It was nil all at half time, and that was really confusing because Czechia just barely ever had the ball. And I am saying Czechia because apparently Czech Republic is not a thing now, so we're doing Czechia. Czechia. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, no, that's me new news to me, but it's pretty consistent. Um, I'm backing you in on that. Well, Ch- it's Czechia. It's mostly because Czechia. all of all of the kind of reporting around it is is Czechia. So okay. yeah, and then basically the second half, the Matildas came out and looked like a completely not a different team, but the fluidity through the ground was marked. They just seemed like a more connected team, really. And then Hayley Razzo um, scored two goals. Sam Kerr scored in the 70th minute. And Claire Polkinghorne, who in that game broke a record and became the most capped Australian female soccer player ever, also, um, also found the back of the net yes. in her record-breaking game. It was so exciting to see as well. It has to be someone up there for a statue, I reckon, up in Brisbane. Oh, I reckon. Let her retire first. I'm not trying to retire you early, but I've seen some stuff where she gets asked about it or she gets put up in the names with Darren Lockyer and um, Wally Lewis, for example, big Queensland, other sporting names. And oh, she's build like, the statue. She build the statue. nervous and, and sort of quite bashful and it's like, okay, we'll let you retire and then we're going to go hard on the build the statue. She's one of those really humble players as well. She's she's such a team first Still athlete. Seems so incredibly fit too that you think, I think we might hopefully have her for a little while yet to come, which would be good. Um also, got to give you a huge amount of um, credit here. You you told us to watch out for Courtney Vine, and you did not miss. No, I did say I've been I've been following her progress pretty closely, and it's not for nothing because she did um, she did score in the game against Spain over the weekend as well. So Australia uh, won three two against Spain, so they were three nil up at halftime, and Spain did rally in the second half. 
so that was actually Polkinghorne's 150th game. So she had two marquee games in this tournament. <laughs> so she had the record-breaking game and then the 150th. So um, Courtney Vine scored, Claire Polkinghorne sto- scored in her 150th and Caitlin Ford as well uh, scored there as well. So it was totally the other way around, the first half of that game incredibly convincing really great fluidity the second half Spain came out really looking to to reel it back in but um great defensive work from the Matildas also as well I think with when you have those games where the Matildas have so much of the ball like you do in in the Czechia game you kind of have to remember that that means that the momentum is pushing forward so having a team that can push back and and put the the defensive players under pressure and and give that the back half a bit of a workout as well because they need to be in good form too. It's no good if we're just – yeah, we don't – Defence is going to be really critical come the World Cup. Come the World Cup. So it's almost good that we've had this one half of out-and-out attack fluidity as you've been describing from the first and then to hear that in this second game – holding onto a lead, momentum shifting out from under you, but yeah. you can hold and you can work your defensive structures yeah. under pressure because, you know, they, they they did get two goals back. So all of a sudden the nerves kick in, the anxiety kicks in. It's actually working out pretty well so far, the Cup of Nations, as just that nice polishing yeah. moment to lead in with another, you know, little couple of months break before the World Cup. Yeah. So there's one game still to go for Australia and that's against Jamaica. Is that right? Yeah, that one – I don't want to say like it's it's going to be cut and dry, but you kind of... It should of, be. Yeah. Oh, I should, as, should say as well, uh, Australia are playing Jamaica tomorrow at... That's around four o'clock West Australian time, so it's so going to Wednesday. be around... Yeah, so Wednesday. So four o'clock uh, our time. Seven Eastern. And seven Eastern. So... Um, Six o'clock if you're in Brisbane. And so... It's <laughs> sort your own time zones out. Far out. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on Wednesday... The other thing that I loved and being tying into the time of you, you know, World Pride is being held in Sydney and what a brilliant yet simple and gorgeous way by having the numbers. The rainbow numbers on the jerseys. Um, So it was also – Outstanding. It was voluntary as well. So um, making it the numbers, not changing the jersey, just changing the numbers. Clever. Because we saw last year there were a lot of controversies over having pride jerseys and stuff. Enforced on you if your beliefs are in a different way. Yeah. So the Matildas went, we'll do the colours and we'll make it a choice for each player, their own choice, and every player chose to wear the the rainbow colour. So um, everyone chose to back that in, which was really beautiful. I just thought it was such a nice way to just accent the national uniform. Yeah. In, in, as you said, like in a way that is very easily interchangeable. And, and I guess in a sense I went, oh, I would love that. For I used to be a person that bought jerseys and wore jerseys to sporting games. I don't at, at the moment. I've, I've sort of gone away from that. But I almost think, oh, if that was my choice at the store when I buy whatever jersey and you can get a number or a name put on, which you can do, I would love that to be an option because yeah. then I'm like, oh. I get my team's jersey and I can whack that on there as a little yeah. bit of an accent. It's and it, it it looks for a start, it looks really good. And also we know that there are a lot of LGBTQ plus players in women's sport, particularly that's that's a space that is really it's a safe space for a lot of that community and we we it's really nice to see the Tillies standing up and, and saying that this this matters to us. Yep, I loved it. Well as done. As a team clever. group. 
all choosing to do that. The game's wrapping up tomorrow. Czechia and Spain, Australia and Jamaica should be good. I'm expecting Spain to win over Czechia and Australia to win over Jamaica. So, so Australia are likely to take it out. Yay. Announced as well, there's going to be two Australia versus England matches. So the Tillies are playing the Lionesses. Soccer Ashes, football Ashes. Yeah. Bring it on. I'm um, already excited. In April. So um, the Tillies are playing the Lionesses. That's um, England women, Australian women soccer slash football. On Tuesday 11th slash Wednesday 12th Australia time of April. So Wednesday the 12th of April. That is going to be a really big clash. I like that you just went Australia time then and didn't attempt to. Well, no, so the 11th, it's 11th England date. I get you. Date I get you. And the 12th, yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a really – so that one's going to be really interesting to watch because – I actually can't wait for that. Yeah. And at the moment the in the She Believes Cup, the US are really dominating. The stuff with Canada soccer as well is ongoing. So we talked about this last week where Canada have cut funding to a bunch of their women's soccer programs. They have also cut funding to their men's programs but on a much – smaller scale so it's across the board for the women's programs but much smaller for the men's programs who also get paid a huge amount more than the women anyway and are less successful because <laughs> uh, obviously Canada are the Olympic champions in soccer at the moment as well so they're looking at refusing to play world championship points games in be- between now and the world cup in order to kind of get Canada soccer to come around to paying them properly and funding their programs properly. So, and if people it's a little think, update. if people wonder why players go to, it's not a hard, de- it's it's not an easy, I should say, it's a really difficult decision to do not to not play the sport. To yeah, throw that's up there your whole boycotting. Life. You actually, if you think you come from a genuine place of love for this sport, that's why you got into it. You don't want to miss a World Cup. You don't want to throw that away. That that doesn't necessarily mean that you get another one. So, yeah. this is a hugely tough moment for players to be able to go we have to make a stand here to leave the game in a better place than what it is currently and personally I'm going to take a hit to this because something I've trained for for and I've dreamt about and I've worked for and I've self-funded for I'm potentially going to use that as the bargaining chip to try and get this sport in a better place for me for a short term but for others for a long term yeah it's a huge decision it's a massive sacrifice for those players to be making they're not they're not being petty they're putting their careers on their line they're putting their lives their professional lives on hold to give their future generations of women's soccer a go and it's so laudable and, yeah, congratulations to the National Can- Canadian Women's Soccer Playing Group. I just for- hope it plays out. And you know what? There's a precedent. We've seen it happen for, for the US. We've seen things change radically there. And because the US are also and have been for so long the juggernaut of the women's soccer world, seeing them finally have pay parity and finally have the programs they need fully funded and that kind of thing and their domestic league has taken off we know that their blueprint says it works yep right it will work invest yeah you have something go no i don't you don't you're just looking really intently at your phone Okay, should we shift gears into – whenever we talk about soccer, it gets so serious. It always does. We oh, start with big grins so on our in, face. Yeah, it's like, then, oh, let's talk about the Matildas. So exciting. And then it's like, also, mm. bum, bum, bum. We need, like, the serious music to come in over it. But back to the fun. 
Oh, it's and it's I so exciting. And do you know what? Oh, far out. I'm so excited for this Tillies versus the Lionesses in April. Oh, when I saw that announced, I was like, I was excitement sweating. <laughs> That's not exactly how it was. I've been exercising. (laughs) Just no, just stay. Don't explain. Don't justify. Stay with. You were excitement sweating. Stop. (laughs) I can't believe I said that now. I can, and I wish. Fortunately, I'm the one who edits this. No, it's staying. It's staying. Um. All right. World Cup. Let's go. Let's shift gears. As you said, we need to keep cracking through. So we've got the cricket action. Over to you. Keep me with your so since the last episode, Bangladesh took on Australia, came off second best. Uh, obviously, Australia won by eight wickets, chasing down 108 in the 19th over. It was a pretty slow chase. So mm-hmm. only Healy was striking over 100 and she was only striking at 102. How weird is that? And they only chased down that that total. They made 111 in the 19th over, I think. So it was weirdly slow and I suppose... not quite easy, conducive for free-flowing run scoring, I don't think. Yeah. And, it's a grind, and like, grind cricket. This T20 is a bit more grind than pow. There has been a little bit of power. We'll come to that in a sec. Um, also on Wednesday, India chased down 119 against the West Indies, winning by six wickets in a bit of power. Yay. Pakistan stunned Ireland with a 70-run win and Maniba Ali making a brilliant century. Pow, 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 102 pow, 102 off 68 balls. How good is that? That's a strike rate of, of 150. And, man, it's so lovely to see those Pakistani players really shifting into another gear because we saw them in Australia and it, it wasn't as exciting as we hoped. So we've seen a bit more fireworks from them at the World Cup. It now, gives, you, gives you hope that the th- things are happening globally for cricket in the right direction. You know, we do know that pecking order Australia sits right up the top, England's right up there as well. And so when Australia played... Pakistan, you knew it was kind of going to go that way, that we were going to be too deep, too strong for them. But then to see Pakistan show even greater improvement coming into the World Cup and performing and being the biggest sister over other people, you go, yes, tick. They do have some genuine firepower. They've got some really exciting – Fatima Sana – Every time she bowls, the commentary just lights up with, oh, my gosh, I'm Agreed. so excited to be watching Fatima Sana. And she is electric. Yeah, I love watching her. So that's really exciting. And it's a bit of a shame for Ireland because they haven't made any wins yet. Yeah, they have performed very admirably and they've been quite competitive. There's just been elements of the game again where depth comes into it, sometimes, say, fielding. It's just little things where potentially that exposure to constantly playing against the best meant that there's been some some slight errors. Yeah. But other than that, I've been impressed with Ireland as well in the sense that they have been competitive and they've had sections of like a five overs here where if you focus on that five overs, we'll they've, talk about that they've in a won. Sec with the India result last Sorry, night. Boss. Australia played Sri Lanka. Uh, we both hoped this would be a closer game, but Australia chased down Sri Lanka's total of 112 in under 16 overs. No wickets lost. Uh, Healy and Moons just did the whole thing. Just did it. Just did it. Uh, Sri Lanka started okay in that game. Yeah. Chamari Adipadu. There was a moment. Fire in those first few overs and then she got out. To a outstanding catch. Yeah. Grace Harris. Grace Harris. Harris. Airborne Harris. It was – Grace Harris was my favourite thing about that match. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's no doubt about it. I love Gracie. Yeah, that was a great highlight. The West Indies. On Friday, New Zealand put Bangladesh down in emphatic fashion. We finally saw Susie Bates kick into gear. Some power. Thank with you, Bates. an Batesy. unbeaten 81. Do you, want to, do you want to reflect on where a lot of her runs were scored? In front of square. You've, you were saying this last week. Just Ignore play down square. the ground if you're listening, Susie. Thank Maybe you. Maybe she was. Thanks, Susie Bates. The West Indies disappointed Ireland, beating them by six wickets on Saturday. A close one, actually. And encouraging to see Ireland knocking on the door, as we just said. On Saturday, a bit of a clash of the Titans with England and India. Kind of having a bit of a hit out. And England being pushed a little bit, which Good. was great. Uh, England still won by 11 runs. It came down to those last few overs. And really, if Richard Ghosh had a bit more of the strike, I reckon it would have been different. She just, in those last few overs, just wasn't, she just didn't have enough of the strike. I like that we have teams, like when England and India play each other, where I can't say, unless such and such has a shocker, they're going to win. I yeah. feel like we've started to hit an area of thing where you go, each team can beat each other. And oh, and you know, you can see exactly how India would have beaten England. And it's that. It's just that the right person was Two out more balls, there. three more balls that she, she faces. Just need, yeah, three extra balls. Oh, far out. Yeah, but I like that. I like that this is how you critique and, the sport now. And she's so young as well. Mm-hmm. It's the young players that are making that difference. So exciting. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for the WPL. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just have Focus. a little bit of a shiver now. And I'm excitement just- sweat? Is it building? <laughs> <laughs> I see a sheen on your forehead. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> You're a bad friend. <laughs> okay, on Sunday, the West Indies and Pakistan. Honestly, this could have gone to a super over, and it's a bit irresponsible that it, that they didn't let it go to a super over. I know. No, honestly, no your role. Far I understand out. the theatre. I love a super over. Yeah. There was a lot of, oh, this could go to a super over. And I'm like, Jen would be stoked. And it didn't. So sad. No super overs yet. The West Indies uh, won over Pakistan by three runs. Nail biter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, New Zealand demoralised Sri Lanka. Yeah, Sri Lanka. It's kind of the opposite, right? So New Zealand started a bit blah. And blah. Sri Lanka started with a bang. And it's kind of reversed. New Zealand finishing with a bang and... Sri yeah, Sri Lanka having a fizzle. <laughs> New Zealand. And and honestly, if the Kiwis had played with this brand of cricket from the start. They tried to. They just went about it in the wrong way. Yeah. So they, they, they actually went for too positive and too innovative if you think about those couple of wickets. But again, though, stoked as I am, we all know I'm a massive Susie Bates fan. So I yeah. love when she scores runs. I just It's one of those things that I'm happy for her to do well. I just really want that. I just know that she can't be around forever as much as I'd like yeah. it to be. So New Zealand just need to keep finding a way. And they've been in the news a lot because of Sophie Devine's making comments going domestically. We are not preparing to play at this level. 100%. I'm paraphrasing that. But they're yeah, starting to make a call really, out. Yeah, she had some really, really sour words to say about the Super Smash. Yeah. Back Last to the, back night, to the fun stuff. massive fizzle. India, look, Ireland didn't look as... The gap between them didn't seem huge. They lost by five runs via mm. DLS method because it got shut down by rain. Duckworth Lewis Stern. Duckworth Lewis Stern. Smriti Mandana having been rested for the first game and then she only made, I think, 10 on her first game back. And then she's made two half centuries. 
well done. She got dropped a few times. So that's where Ireland would be like, <clears throat> we just yeah, it's, have to take It's the that fielding. First uh, yeah. Everyone's talking about Ola Prendergast and, yeah. and she's such a positive all-rounder. She's got such good skills, but, you know, one player's not going to do it. For them it was uh, some catches that you go, that's the one to take, and then some difficult ones were the ones they did take. So There's a really nice catch diving forward. I've just forgotten the name of who took it, but it was off Delaney's bowling. Oh, that mm. was to get Verma That was out. Prendergast. That was it. Prendergast, was yeah. it? Okay. It was fantastic. Lovely dive forward catch. Yeah. Like they're difficult. That's a difficult take. So there's – across the board, there is there is Look, some maybe she was watching them, but, Grace Harris. Um, but for me, for India, I felt like there was this story or narrative to this game about them getting time in the middle and like a practice game. And I actually think it's it potentially gone the other way for them because they battled in the middle early. So Verma struggled for timing. Mundana came good over time, but she sort of was just – just missing left or right of fielders that just couldn't get there. Yeah. So you almost felt like her innings was almost out a lot of shots. Um, however, they survived. Five runs, Duckworth, Lewis, Stern. That's well, close. Five yeah. runs. So if they probably lost one less wicket. They potentially win when the rain yeah. comes in. So that second wicket might have just been enough to tick it over to the difference. So good on them. As much as, as you said, they haven't had the win there, they have – I think they've had a lot really, of success. Yeah, really positive. So there's a couple more games still to go and then we hit semi-finals. Australia, we know, are in the semi-finals. On Thursday. We'll be seeing them on Thursday. But we don't know yet if they'll play India or England at the time of us recording it. I think it'll probably end up being India because unless England are to lose their last round game and lose it so badly that their net run rate plummets, I think they should finish on top. Yeah, and England are playing Pakistan and we're not expecting yeah. Pakistan to – and then it's in, possible. It's possible. Like, it is possible. You know, they have they have players that on a good day can make things very uncomfortable for yeah. England. so we can wait and see. And then England South in Africa. our pool, it's New Zealand at the moment in second at time of recording, but South Africa with a game in hand and they're playing Bangladesh. Bangladesh. So, again, you would assume they win that, which means they take up second and, and kick New Zealand out of it. So – which would be great for the home crowd and, and excitement around it, won't it, to have South Africa actually make it through to the semi-finals? Imagine they then win their semi-final and they're listed in the big game. Like that's it would script be writing of a dream. Certainly, a bit of a fairy tale for them yeah. because, as well, kind of watching South Africa play Australia, I kind of felt like South Africa lost some of their kind of um, energy through Aura. that game. Yeah, yeah I and think I, so too. I felt seeing teams play against Australia and it almost seems like there's intimidation there as well. Australia being so successful, those teams coming up against Australia and not making, n- not making the runs that they're making against other teams and stuff like that. The strange thing for me with this World Cup, and I don't know if I've got um, – got a foreboding feeling or whatever it is but our the t20 world cup granted it was in australia and we were building so big to get that eighty six thousand at the mcg i was so heavily invested in that world cup this world cup i feel like we're just holding a bit more of a holding pattern throughout it um and i'm just hoping and i do trust because we've got such good depth that we can go up another gear and really put our foots down when it counts, when we our need foots. to. Foots. <laughs> our foots. You know your foots? <laughs> our feet down. Um, put our foot down. Yeah, I think, yes off it. I think it's that thing where Australia haven't, haven't been pushed. No. They haven't been made to work. And I really do feel like 
it's not because other countries don't have the skill or the capacity to push Australia. I really feel like it's that thing where you're fronting up to someone with such a reputation that you're going, oh, no, I'm already scared. I'm already preparing to lose. I think things have just gone a bit more to script because the last World Cup we lost to India in the first game. We almost, like we crawled over the line against Sri Lanka and then our last round game was effectively an elimination final against New Zealand. So there was all, they had to keep winning. Like once they dropped against India, they had to keep winning. So potentially that adrenaline was with me as a, a fan throughout that tournament, whereas this time I feel so much more level. I'm just so level. Not worried. I think at least against South Africa, they did they did take wickets and we did see the middle order have to do a little bit of work. Seeing Talia McGrath come out and make runs was really exciting because she basically just hasn't had to, been had to do anything out in the middle. She hasn't had a turn. Poor Turn. Ash Gardner, though. Like, <laughs> Ash Gardner's like, yes, now is some time to make... Okay, I'll just wait at the non-strikers and for Talia <laughs> McGrath to go off. Fine, I'll just wait my turn. Did not get much Excuse of a strike. Me, can I have a turn, please? Yeah, Meg Lanning went for one and you've never seen a team so excited to get a wicket. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just the level of, of celebration around Meg Lanning's wicket going is... I've seen so many replays of it on Instagram. That is a win in itself. Every time. Um, if you so get Meg Lanning out cheaply, you are just running around the stadium, potentially considering retirement. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, this might be it for us. We've peaked. I <laughs> guess that's trudge the off. win we were here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know who would be of handy inclusion for South Africa right now? Oh, Lizelle I don't know. Lee on the odd 500-plus oh, really? runs in the WNCL here in Australia, heading oh. into... The final for Tasmania on Saturday against South Australia. She scored over at 500 some, runs. At least there's a South African heading into a final. Oh, Budum Ching. Mm. Wait and see. Daggers. Shade thrown from Lane over there. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else I reckon should have been playing mm-hmm. that game? Daneva Nierkirk was commentating. I loved it. Really enjoyed her comment and commentary, particularly when Cap was bowling. I missed that. Was she? Yeah, she was, was she quite critical. Or like, no, she, she wasn't critique? critical. She was honest about where Cap was at, and then I think maybe Perry or Mooney. But she went for a bunch of runs, and she looked filthy. And Daneva Nierkirk said something about it, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to hear about this later." <laughs> <laughs> so um, South Africa. <clears throat> I think we're in the box seat to make the semi-finals and jump I New Zealand. I really hope so. Mm. The momentum. And then who knows if they can get into the final? Maybe there will be more South Africans in finals. Yeah, look this week. Maybe because yeah, let's do it. It's always possible that Nat Siver breaks a foot. <laughs> Nat Siver Brunt. We love the Siver Brunt. This. Uh, no, I don't want Nat Siver Brunt to break a foot. No, don't but, say that. Um, take that back right now. I take it back. I don't want her to break a foot, but I th- I think something would have to go wrong for the, so for England. This time next week when you and I are sitting down to have a chat, we'll know who the latest world champions are. Yeah, yeah. far out. Absolutely far out. It feels like this has gone so quick. And you know what has gone so even quicker? What? The wait to get into the WPL because it's, do you know what? It's right around the corner. 4th of March it begins. Insane. Have you seen the schedule? It's just bang, bang, bang. Just games, games, games. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So next week we will sit down and have a look at the teams. Yes. And we both have to pick our team. Yeah, we're going to do a WPL preview. Do you have an idea of which team? Do you watch IPL? I do. I tend to watch it and follow 
Aussies I like. Okay. Or, or a particular Which is probably like. going to be happening yeah. this time because there are so many so Aussies. I think last year I sort of followed AJ Ty's team, which okay. was the Lucknow Super Giants. Because I also liked their uniform. It was really cool. Um, anyway. <laughs> this right. year, I, look, I don't even need to wait till next week. I'm going for Rachel Haynes' team. I'm going for the, the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see that. I see good value there. And because Beth Mooney and Ash Gardner are there, I love Beth Mooney. And have very much admired Rachel Haynes. I just don't know if I can go for them. Save it for next week. Yeah. All right. Um, can I give a <laughs> shout out quickly to Molly Picklam, who became um, yes. a champion on the World Surf League. So she won at Sunset Beach over the weekend. I just love the surfers. Coolest thing going around. So well done to Molly. And also WNCL final. So the Tassie Tigers and the South Australian Scorpions. Best of luck. Well done. Have you, are you backing a particular team there? No, but super over. Super over. Take <laughs> it to a super over, please. Um, I just, th- like, the, the season worked out perfectly in that Queensland and South Australia were playing the last two games of the season. They were in second and the third. So the result of that became a semi-final series. So it was so great. And, and South Australia won in thrilling fashion on the, the Sunday. So well done to them. And the last little shout-out I want to give out as well is to – the Firebirds in netball. In Super Netball, there's their pre-season tournament towards the end of March, which is called the Team Girls Cup. I'll talk about the fact that I dislike that name another time. But the Firebirds are doing an inclusive uniform for this pre-season. So it's part of Netball Queensland's uniform policy that's just coming in. Okay. What does so that So any look player like? can choose out of these items. You could go escort and singlets. You could choose the, the, the traditional dress. Uh, you can go shorts and a long or short sleeve T-shirt. You could wear the long pant option or the leggings option. And they it doesn't even have to be the whole team wearing it. You could have what you're most comfortable in and that I can have sense. what I'm most comfortable in. Because as long as, as the design is consistent across all of them. It's, it's team you uniform. You can see. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Until next week where we'll be wrapping up the World Cup for sure. And Good luck, Aussies. Let's WPL. go. We'll know what's happened with the WNCL. Go Matil- Matildas. Go the Matildas. Far out. Oh, what a time to be Hot alive. Hot dog, far out. That's us. Laters. Laters. Laters.